Are we recording? I thought we were already tracking. So that's what I'm telling you. When it's time to refinance, it was, it's probably a smart move to have that 40 or 50 extra bit of equity in there. Because it's so seasonal, you have to measure it year over year. But what happened last year is they started this super aggressive hiking, interest rate hiking cycle, the highest and fastest ever. And so now, if you look a year back, we're into that a couple months. When you have the one year look back on those numbers, now we're looking at a market environment that's fairly similar to now. Welcome to the Cashflow Bros Podcast. Where three investors and realtors give you the inside scoop on everything investing in Birmingham, Alabama. What's up, y'all? Hope you're doing well. Welcome to the Cashflow Bros podcast, the August edition of the Birmingham Market Update. We got some hot numbers that came in, Rob. You ready for the breakdown? Yeah, let's hear them. They're sizzling. <laughs> so every month we like to we like to track the numbers, and you know it helps us kind of know. A, what to do for our own investments, but then B, how to help kind of clients. And we've given some feedback. Um, some of the interest rates helps us track with interest rates. Rob, you had a background in kind of analyzing data, doing some stock trading. So so the data really, like, you do a good job of breaking it down. So um, let's just start out with the big change, which has been, for the most part, all year has been the 20% to 25% negative which is listings so this month um we actually are climbing and i was very surprised by this number we are at 11.13 percent down right we're down, down. we're still we're down. down okay I was about to yeah, say. yeah we're negative 11 11 percent well, but i mean that's a nine percent gain yeah from yeah. last month last month we were at 20 percent. okay and I was good. shocked, honestly, because, you know, maybe the only thing I can think of is potentially the transition of schools and people mm. needing to move for school systems or just kind of that. For August? Cyclical. Or those, this is for July? This is August. Okay. I, yeah. So I think what's happening, and you're seeing this in the year-over-year data across the board, um, which it's really kind of the only way to measure real estate data. You kind of have to because it's so seasonal, you have to measure it year over year. But what happened last year is they started this super aggressive hiking, interest rate hiking cycle, the highest and fastest ever. Right. And so now if you look a year back, we're into that a couple months. And so when you have the one year look back on those numbers, now we're looking at, uh, you know, a market environment that's fairly similar to now. Right. Whereas if you go back to say April of this year, it was a different it was completely market. different. Than that's true. This year than 12 months ago. No, that's good insight. Cause yeah, the hike started in the beginning of the summer and mm-hmm. they were aggressive and yeah. by, you know, they were pretty much in full swing by August. So we may see that kind of that trend of being at 10% then and starting to level out to, you Hopefully know. back to zero. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or positive. Kind of normalize. Yeah, normalize the new normal, which is funny because if you think about it, the new normal is going to be if it goes to zero, right? Mm-hmm. Year over year change by, you know, next year, then we'll realize that the new normal is twenty percent down. Yeah. Right. That's true. Yep. From two years ago. Yep. Yeah. Which will be interesting to see then if it goes positive eventually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see. It's like, oh, we're just back at 
you know, but, but COVID, you know, with interest rates so low, you know, I mean, there were friends of mine who were selling their house because they could cash out on equity yeah, and oh, renting. Yeah. And they, they kind of, you know, got themselves a little bit in a pickle because then they had to rebuy yeah. and they just lost out on a year's worth of equity. So I don't know if I agree with their move, but there was a lot of people, especially young people who are like, man, 50K, I could get 50K. And that's a lot of money if you just got out of college, you know, oh, bought yeah, a house. Oh, yeah, sure. So. Um, I had multiple people ask me if they should do that. Or, you know, if that was the right move, right? given what was going on. And I, I pretty much across the board recommended that you probably don't want to do that because you're going to have to rebuy at some point. Right. And if you hypothetically, like, let's say you did that, now you're looking to rebuy with a 7% interest rate. And so it's not going to, even if you get a little better price than you would have a year ago, it's mm -hmm. not helping you very much. Oh yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm closing one. Let me tell you that yeah. 7% interest rate. It <laughs> yeah. ain't fun. Yeah. So you're, you're finalized your own personal home. Yep. You're, you're on the tail end of the renovation, got yep. the appraisal and all that. Talk us through that deal a little bit. Um, yeah. So we, uh, bought the house, uh, off market 375. Um, I think that, uh, you know, we just, Still are finishing up all the renos. Luckily, the appraiser didn't didn't call anything out, you know, that right. we need to finish before we close because technically we're still not finished. He'll finish at the end of this week. Right. Um, he just look at, he looked in your eyes and said, this is a guy who finishes his work. Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> well, I also – He said, I know this deck is halfway yeah, done. it's literally halfway done. <laughs> but this guy seems like he's going to do it. That's it. Well, it helped as soon as he pulled up. I was like, man, that's a nice truck you got there, dude. Like I just asked him a million questions up. about his truck. Was it a like, Dodge Ram? It was not. But, you know, at this point I'm like, well, look, I got to do it it takes to get the deal done here okay so you like someone something so else than a dodge it was a it was a gmc and i was like that sounds like a diesel and he's like oh it's funny you say that it is a diesel and i was like but it's a small diesel so it doesn't sound like one you know and i was like i know it's a diesel i know i already know <laughs> those gmcs diesel. are nice oh it was nice it's at4 it's sweet yeah, yeah those uh those small diesels I are think it's really a three liter diesel yeah they're pretty powerful and they they're pretty good on gas i think he too. said he averages 20 in town 20, oh. 20, and he's he's got a three inch lift on it with big tires. All those hours on truck TikTok are paying off. It's yeah, it actually, I don't even <laughs> want to talk about truck TikTok. It's it's a problem. Um, but yeah, so we'll be in all in on this one probably about uh, a little under a hundred somewhere in that territory. Right. Uh, so four seventy five, and then we'll close on it on Friday at five sixty. Right. And so talk through how you structured this deal. So you brought in a partner to basically finance the side of it. Yeah. And then you're splitting. There's basically an equity spread because they're putting a loan on it for 560, right? Correct. Yep. yep. Okay. Yep. So uh, equity spread, you know, I had to bring a partner in to, to finance all the, uh, do the whole financing for me. Um, and he's taken 30% of the profits on the cut. Okay. But I think there's still about 40 to 50K worth of equity on this house that's not being realized in this loan. Right. Um, for future use whenever we go back to refi, hopefully within the next 18 months. So, wait, are you, what percentage are you quote unquote down? Because if it appraised for 560, what, how much are they putting the loan for? Is it 97% of that? Uh, 95%. Ninety-five percent. Okay, so you're ninety-five percent of the five sixty. Correct. Yep. Yep. 
So you still are basically getting a house for zero dollars. Pretty much. Yep. With <laughs> that's equity how you left. Do it. Yeah. So that's what I'm telling you. When it's time to refinance, it was, it's probably a smart move to have that 40 or 50 extra bit of equity in there. Right. So that when we do go refinance, maybe it'll have gone up even more by that point in time to where we could do 80-20 and not have to pay right. PMI right. on it and have a better interest rate. And, I mean, at the end of the day, your equity is was built by finding the off-market deal. Yep. And then managing the project. Doing the work ourselves. Yep. Yeah. And keeping it on budget, mostly. 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 What were the budget. change orders? Um, we were just going to redo the decking on the deck. And we were going to add, you know, add the roof line anyways. I think I sent a picture. but Right. Um, so that was planned into it. And then when they took the decking off, like all of the floor joists, you could take a pencil and just like oh, man. <laughs> straight through them. Like he could literally go right through, and he was like, "You don't. We're not using this. We got to rebuild the whole deck yeah. from the ground up." And it was same. It's uh, about a fourteen foot high to the bottom of of the first deck, oh, man. and all they had under there was four by fours. And they literally, you can't see this on the podcast, but they were all. I don't know how the deck was still. Yeah, standing. That's crazy. Um, so that's one of the change orders. Couple extra bucks in lumber. Couple extra bucks in lumber. Yeah, uh, lumber is actually less expensive than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, less expensive. So it wasn't as expensive. I think okay. it was an extra twenty. I think it cost us about three twenty eight hundred three thousand dollars for all of the wood. Okay. Top to bottom, six by sixes, four by fours, two it's by twelves, everything. Lumber's that way would, down. That would have been like six, seven grand yeah. during COVID. Probably. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. So. Got the hookup with the, went straight to the lumber mill. Yeah. Which is helpful. Cut it yourself for a discount. Yep. Yep. So I was out there with the handsaw, just zzz, zzz, zzz. So, um, but it's a good deal. But I will say, come back to the, that 7% interest rate. It, it, it'll kill you. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So sold listings, um, we're still down, which has been the trend. So mm. that has not moved. So we had uh, just over 2,000 sales in August of 2022. And in August of 2023, we had 1,486 mm. sales. So we're at negative 26.87%. God, that's so high. And last month, we were at 25.99. So so effectively, marginal yeah. change. Yeah. yeah. That one's not really so shifting. That one hasn't shifted. So we had more listings, but... But not as, you know, the sales were not climbing with that. So I thought that was interesting. Well, and if you, th- it kind of makes sense. Uh, it'll be interesting to see over the next month or two because there's a lag between if there's more listings, usually it takes about 30 days to sell. Right, right. now, even a lot of listings are taking, you know, a week to 30 days to get an offer at list price. Yeah. In, in a lot of parts of the city, not in the hottest parts, but, there's a lot of places in our MLS where you can price it perfectly, but it's still going to take two to four weeks to get that right offer. I think they call that a regular market. Yeah, it is. <laughs> which is that's crazy. Exactly. It's which like, is yeah. crazy to think about. It was, yeah, weird. don't be disappointed. That's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't be disappointed. Though. That's that's just regular. That's. Normal. I mean, that's part of yeah. our job is like to talk with sellers and buyers and be like, hey, this is not normal. Everybody thinks it's normal. I mean, yeah. I remember you talking to Matthew Gregory, one of the guys who flips a good amount. I mean, he probably is the 
does the most flips in town. Right yeah, here. more retail flips than anyone here for yeah, by years far. and years. He's been a- yeah, and he says that he was remembers a time when he was flipping where a house that he would flip would sit for two or three months, yeah. and that was normal. Yeah, have, and that's just like a normal market to find the right type of buyer who's you know people had time to make a decision. Yeah, um, and so we've actually had a little bit. Uh, this kind of leads into some of what we've seen on some of our tenant occupied properties. Mm -hmm. They haven't been moving as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some may even say like, Todd, why are you saying that on the podcast? That's negative information. (laughs) No, it's the truth. It's the truth. And that's what we're all about. And I think that's what you expect from us. The truth hurts people. Yeah, it hurts. (laughs) Cash flow trophy right there. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's important. Like we're not going to give you information. Like that's not any of our MO. Yeah. To give you information that you want to hear, we're going to give you the information that is true and let you make the decision that's best for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And going back to solds, we're having less offers on our tenant occupied stuff because of interest rates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, these, you know, investors are having a hard time making the numbers work at eight, nine percent because they're usually a point above, you know, yeah. the standard seven yeah. percent. So well, also rent hasn't, it's, it's kind of slowed down. Also, yeah. comparative to purchase prices, yeah, because of interest prices. Rate. Yeah, yes, it's kind of slowed right. down. Yeah, I mean, prices. The whole, the whole uh, kind of interaction, interplay between interest rates and rents and prices that really affects investors a lot is completely turned upside down yep. in the last three years. Like, just totally in- changed, and the whole equation. I think uh, people are still figuring out, you know, where to go from here. Yeah. You know, your your uh, fishing, your honey hole kind of dries up. You got to go to a new one. You got to find you that new You got to troll over to the next one. Exactly. <laughs> That's good. Uh, yeah. So we are still getting offers. Yeah. They're coming a little bit lower. Um, we had a multifamily listing that did well. We're still in the process of due diligence. So we'll see where that lands. Um, so it's not by any means as thing are things dead, but they are just definitely not as active as when a investor could borrow money at 3%. Yeah. They were crazy just, there for a while. Yeah. It was, I feel like I'm, that I'm the, since I'm the buyer side, I feel like we were getting, I don't know what, four or five new buyers every single week that was doing first time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. First time purchases for investment yeah. properties. Yeah. And they were trying to put in offers and, there are multiple offers on, you know, $80,000 houses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is not the case right now. Yeah. Yeah. So um, average sales price, which we talked about last month, skyrocketed to 9%. Can't really, can't really like, use it as a good, like, barometer, if you will. Right. But um, this month, it's a negative. <laughs> <laughs> so if you look at the average sales price, um, we're at negative negative. Two point two eight percent, from nine to negative two. So it went from nine percent. So you're like you're sitting on you know last month you're thinking oh man I've got nine percent appreciation to negative two. So that's why we, we it just goes to pr- prove that we can't really go by that guiding light. And like you said, the August numbers were kind of when things were in full gear of what right. the new market is. Yeah, and the average. So it's kind of just a like a mathematical thing, statistical, like, I don't know, rule, whatever you call it. But when you have a average, 
it's going to be more likely to get skewed by a couple results. Like, you know, one $20 million sale in Birmingham could throw off our average. Correct. Mm -hmm. um, just because it's so far above everything else here. But that gets even more pronounced when there's less sales, which we're seeing right. less sales every month. So it gets the average almost gets even less reliable. Um, and you, in that case, you really just pay attention to the median and yeah. assume the real number is the median <coughs> uh, price change. Well, and I, I we talked last week, and I was like, do we need to even pull this out of the yeah. Birmingham market update? And I actually don't think so because I think it does show some of those market variations Yeah, um, that you could be like, oh, like maybe it allows you to want to dig into that and right. know why it was at 9% and negative two now. So, but the medium, which we can, I think, trust to a degree, yeah. um, was at 3%, 3.09. Mm -hmm. Okay, I like that number. So yeah. we're kind of back to what what is a typical real estate appreciation curve. Yeah. You know, last month we were at 1.31, which was really low. Yeah. Um, and we were kind of like, whoa, are we in a huge dip? Like, you know, we'll keep tracking with this because that was low, um, historically low. Right. And now we're back up a little bit, which is, I think is encouraging that maybe – we haven't been hit hard because there are places in the West and especially the, the far West coast there are, are in the negatives on the mm -hmm. appreciation curve. Probably, mm -hmm. probably big. Oh, very much so. Yeah. 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 Um, so, so that's good that we didn't see a decline into the negatives. Mm -hmm. Um, so we're good there. And then lists price to sales price, almost the same. So it was like 0.03% change. So not not much difference there. Sometimes almost the same is good. Yeah, that's we need what, we need a little bit of calm. That's the way I feel about my coffee. Yeah, okay. yeah, <laughs> almost the same every day. That's true. Um, I wonder what the stats are, and I don't know. I don't know if you can pull them up or not, but I wonder what the stats are on active real estate agents now versus a year oh, ago. Oh man, I'm sure we could find it. I'm just curious to see across they, the country. Uh, because that would be interesting to know because the West Coast would be a lot more harder hit than us. I saw a stat on Instagram about like how many agents have left the business in 2023, but I don't know if they got it from like a reliable source. They could have just made it up. Like, yeah, there was two million of them <laughs> gone. They're all dead. I just, every <laughs> every stat I see on social media, I really take with a grain of salt. What? That, I like, get all my stats from TikTok. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know it's, you do. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing when you just live in ignorant bliss. Oh, you know? man. I mean, there's no doubt it's down. There's, yeah, there's it's it is down. No, it's, it's definitely down. Professions. You can just look around um, people I've known around Birmingham the last couple of years, and there's there's markedly more of them doing other things. Like They still have their license, but they're dipping a toe into other things. And right. um, I think that happens every time the market gets slow. Like that's or a foot part of dipping a whole foot or two <laughs> yeah. feet. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> jump, like... jump all in. Yeah. It's kind of just part of the business. Like that's what happens when the market gets slow. Like there's way less to go around. And so, right. yeah, you know, there's definitely explore. way less to go around. I think the statistics say that. Yeah. You know, down 20% almost every single month year over year. So that's, it's got to hit hit eventually. Yeah. 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 
and I think, I mean, it goes to across the industry, um, volume being down kind of hits, definitely hits mortgage, um, mortgage folks, title and attorney. Oh, that's true. Everybody, you know, I'm sure there was a lot of people that hired admin people or extra help, especially in the mortgage industry the last, during the COVID years. Yeah. When, you know, cause I mean, they had to, they were processing probably more refis than actual purchases oh, at yeah. the time. In 2011, I think it was a refi. Like when I graduated, it was, I think it was a refi boom. And I probably had, I don't know, six or seven of my friends here in Birmingham worked for Wells Fargo doing mortgage wow. here locally. Yeah. Really? Um, yeah, processing. I don't know what they were doing, but... That was pre-scandal, Wells Fargo, or post... Well, was pre-scandal. Well, at some point, they let all of them go. Like, they... Mm. It's just the refi boom stopped and they were like, this isn't a business we do anymore. Hmm. So sometimes you got to just change up the lure you're using. Yeah. That's <laughs> it. Get that lure changed. Yeah. Well, as far as I went from doing refis to signing up people for checking accounts. Exactly. So <laughs> yeah. That's the new, that's the new that's honey the hole. New game. The, yeah. Oh, you didn't know you needed game. a new checking account. Well, surprise. <laughs> you got one now. You got one anyways. <laughs> All right, so average days on market, 18 to 30. Mm-hmm. So that's in, um, that's in line with what we've been seeing. It's not anything insane. Um, and the medium days on market, six to eight. So mm-hmm. a little bit of a change there, but for the most part, I think um, those are pretty in line with with what we've been, been seeing. So big change. I, I, I think quarter point is big change. So the 30-year mortgage index went from 6.9 the beginning of August to 7.18. Mhm. That's big. So Say that again. 6.19 to 7.18. So 28 point basis points difference. Yeah. It's pretty big. Yeah, that's a big difference. It's a jump. On that index. I mean, that's <clears throat> that's one of the bigger month over month moves even in the last year. Yeah, I mean, so. the let me look at the previous um actually I don't have data on the previous, but I know that we've had jumps, but not like a 28-point jump. It's been like eight points. Like all the market reviews have been like six basis points. Like yeah. It's kinda, it kind of keeled out and was kind of a steady increase. It was increasing. Right. But that 28, because the Fed did jump the rate and yeah. everyone reacted to it. Yeah. And it, we got another one coming up, right? Right, interest rate hike. Uh, well, not well. No. You you can't predict the future, but they have another <laughs> meeting, right? Where they do they have could, a meeting. They're not anticipated to raise at this meeting. See, I've heard different. We'll see. We'll we see. will see. I unless should, we, should the cash flow bros put money on the rate cash hike flow bros re- wager. Yeah. Oh, so, so wager. So this is totally off the beaten path, but it has to do with football. So I guess Aaron Rodgers unfortunately got injured this past week. Oh. Fourth play, but mm, there is game. there's there was a bar in Green Bay that was giving away free drinks if if they if the Jets lost, uh, and the, the the deal was that Aaron had to start the game. Yeah, but they did. didn't think about him getting out of the game. Yeah, yeah. So as soon as like four plays in, as soon as like he goes out of the game, all these people <laughs> in Green Bay start <laughs> drinking. Because they're like, it's they a done it's deal. Yep, yeah, it they're going to lose. 
They actually did not lose. <laughs> they still won. They won in overtime off of a crazy play. <laughs> wow. It was insane. And so there's a reporter in this bar being like, well, everybody is kind of bummed because they're going to have to pay their bar tab. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh, anyway, so I digress. God, but. it's so bad. I saw a TikTok of uh, Aaron Rodgers' highlights of 2023 because it was September 11th that they played the game on. It was Monday Night Football. Yeah. Right? It's a New York oh, team, are. right? So yeah. he came out of the TikTok is his highlights of the year, and he came out running the beginning of the game with the American flag. Yeah. All the lights are down. The lights are on him because he just started the team. Huge deal that he's there, you know. He ran out with the American <clears> flag. And that was the season highlights. Oh, that yeah. That was it because he tore his ACL or his, he's out for the season. Oh, yeah. yeah he's Actually, done. he's done for his career pretty much. I mean, he's 39. Oh, you think, you think he's done? Well, he's out for the season he's for sure. He's not going to Tom Brady it? I mean, he's 39. He's How much Tom Brady can you do? God, Tom Brady know. was like, what, 43 or something when he retired? Yeah. At least. And he didn't tear an ACL to end. I want to say he was 45. Shape. 45. Somebody can. Yeah. We need a stat checker. Yeah, we need a stat checker because I just <laughs> throw badly need a stat checker. We really just turned into we the, just throw the football <laughs> podcast. <Yeah. laughs> We're a, about as good as social media on our stat accuracy. So yes. just yep. yeah, take that. Just take that for <laughs> yeah. Well, this does. We did talk about doing a top three of sporting events. Oh yeah, that perfect. We did, Ties that in we, perfectly. Yeah, it really does. And I didn't even try to do that. Sure, sure, sure. It sure, did. Sure. It did. So. Uh, just memorable sporting events that you've been to. Who's who's gonna start here? Me? We'll do one. We'll yeah. do one a piece. Do one, yeah, each. one, do one a piece. piece. So, okay, so I'll do mine okay. first. So, um, you know, when I first moved down to Birmingham, I'll start there. I was told that I had to pick. I didn't realize how big college football was at the time, and I visited both campuses, um, and just kind of liked you know the town better of Auburn. So I picked Auburn. Good for and you. Good move, sir. It was a great move. Great move. Some would, you know, my son doesn't think so. But, oh, um, that's all right. You guys have to work on that. Yeah. So anyway, so I pick Auburn, and, you know, I think it was it was several years in. I'd never been to a game, and I got the opportunity to go, and it was the year that Cam Newton was playing. What a year. Oh, yeah. Boy, and I had a blast that year. I'm telling you, I've never seen a player um, – just literally take over a game. Yeah. They were game. down, and, I mean, he just willed that game into a win. It was amazing to Which watch. game was it? Do you remember? Um, I can't remember which one, who they were playing, honestly. I should, especially now that's in the top Was three. it in Tuscaloosa or in Auburn? It was in Auburn. Okay. Yeah. LSU they weren't probably. They weren't playing Alabama or anything. No, so Alabama was in Tuscaloosa that year. We were down 24-0 yeah. at halftime. But um, it was a great game, man. It was just the the stadium was electric. It was so loud, um, and it was my oh, first yeah. football like college football experience. Oh Ooh, yeah, what a good one! So good. it was really epic. Yeah, it was definitely it was definitely up there as a good memory. You know that Auburn becomes the <clears throat> third biggest city every Saturday they have a home game in the state oh, of Alabama. Really? Yep. Oh yeah, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> that is. Someone can stat check that as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I heard it from a guy who heard it from a guy. So pretty reliable. Good enough. I'm going to, I've got a couple that um, I could pick from, but this one's jumping off the page at me right now. Uh, senior year of college, we, um, I went to Duke and our team was in the final four. 
And so we took a RV trip. They like gave students so many tickets if you signed up. Yep. Oh, it was really? like, yeah, it was like, like $40, $50 for the tickets for wow. both, both games. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So we just, a bunch of us rented an RV and went in like, they had a lot outside the stadium you could camp in. Oh, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. And uh, so went up to Indianapolis and the, um, what's it called? The oil, whatever that dome oh, is. I don't even know. Yeah. Well, they, we went there and. Um, Lucas Stadium. Lucas Stadium. Yeah. So it was, went there and I don't even remember who we played the first game, but the second game, our student seats were like on the floor behind the goal. Wow. So that's epic. We were, yeah, <laughs> we were like there on the floor behind the goal and we we're playing Butler for the championship. And Butler was like the underdog. They're yeah. really good. They were, they're kind of the home team there in Indianapolis. They had all this stuff going for them and it was really, you know, worrying. And it came down to the last second. Butler heaved a three, like a half court shot longer than a half court up in the air to win the game. And I was standing on the opposite side of the goal. So I could see it, you know, soaring over the (laughs) stadium, everyone (laughs) quiet. And it goes and it hits the top of the um, backboard uh, glass, like right on the square. And then hard right on the rim and then out. (laughs) It was like, I mean, it was inches from, from them winning. Golly. And yeah. And we pulled it out. And, uh, (laughs) so it was just cool to be like, I mean, when are you going to be on the floor for a game like that? Like that. that. Yeah. Of like senior year of college. Like it was one in a million. Yeah. It was, that's awesome. Yeah. So were you the guy with the, your shirt off and the big, it was, you were the D of the Duke, you know? (laughs) I think I was that day. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You painted. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right behind the goal horse, you know, (laughs) with a big sign. Yeah. That's amazing. What about you, Jordan? Um, I, uh, Actually, it was uh, 2013. Uh, it was a magical season for Auburn. Um, and I had to follow it up with the game that was the best was the Iron Bowl because that was kick six. And mm-hmm. I was my senior year as a student. I took the extra lap around. So <laughs> I had a group of friends that – Victory lap. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was a victory lap. But I had a group of friends that that year – we had like basically because the student section, you don't have assigned seats. It's whoever gets there earliest gets the closest, right? right? So we just learned that you can just sit on the steps, and nobody sat on the steps. So we would always be like, I don't know, maybe five, <laughs> five rows back, you know, yeah. from the field level. This is after the Georgia game the week before that we won on that fourth and twenty-four, just chunk up in the air right Right. so we were like there's no way anything crazy could happen well then the kick six happened and i was on the sixth row and so obviously as soon as that happened everybody started going crazy yeah and we started running to the field and i saw somebody jump out from the student section to begin with because we were that close they got tackled by the cops. Somebody else jumped out onto the field. They got tackled by the cops. Then somebody else jumped out on the field. They got tackled. 
And then a person jumped out, and the cops just realized that they're not stopping anybody. And <laughs> it, was, it was at that point that I was like, it's safe to hop on the field now. So, by the sixth person. Yeah, by like the four, I think it was four people that got tackled. Then they were like, all right, we're not stopping anybody. And then it was pure chaos. And I oh, uh, got to run out to the on the 50-yard line after that. And that, that whole that whole kick six thing was oh. just something that will never be. They'll play it a million times. Yeah. And no. I'll watch it a million times. <laughs> no, that was that was epic. Did you have a pocket knife on you and you just like took out a piece of the field and I, you know it? I should have. I should have. Uh I will say though that the 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 natty lights were rolling a little too too free that day. The the mountains were blue, you know the what I'm saying? Blue. So Oh man. But it was a blast. When the mountains are blue, you know what to do. Yeah. That was good. That was a good one. Rob's, Rob's hitting them. He's been, hitting I think he's been sitting today. at home practicing some taglines, like in the mirror when he wakes up. Like Rob might be on a been, lighter. I've been told by you know one of our listeners that we need some taglines. Devoted so he's fan. working on it. Yeah, I'm That's workshopping awesome. it. Well, hopefully this uh, was a good Birmingham market update version or episode, if you will. Um, yeah, I thought I thought the biggest thing was was interesting. And I appreciate what you said, Rob, about basically the the market had not fully shifted, but it was kind of in full swing at that point. And I forgot mm-hmm. about that. So yeah, maybe I should re-record the the uh, YouTube version <laughs> and make that insight. But um, so anyway, hope you all have a good week, and uh, we'll catch you catch you all soon. See y'all. Adios.